John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. Uh, I'm out of Twitter jail. They're not Twitter, YouTube. I haven't been in Twitter jail. I guess they like me, kind of. Um, yeah, I'm out of uh, YouTube jail, so I'm on YouTube. But also Rockfin, so oh, excuse me. if you guys are uh, watching, just go to Rockfin. Just create an account at Rockfin or do Learn to Fight over on Rockfin for now on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Uh, I'll be talking about um, that Zerka guy tomorrow. Maybe after we get through the fights, we can take a peek at his uh, his street fight. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. We can look at that. And um, yeah, but I'll be doing that tomorrow in depth, in depth at the uh, Rockfin. I guess it'll be on Twitter too. So there's a couple places you can watch. Yeah, I've been, uh, yeah, I got a little bit of grumbly voice. I had a little cough for a few days. So not exactly sick, just coughing, man. It's weird. Maybe it's one of those bioweapons again. All right, guys, did you watch the fights? Did you watch the UFC? I didn't realize there was a game bread on Friday. I wasn't paying attention. So I thought there was a bare knuckles. I thought it was a BKFC. But I miss I miss uh, combobulated because they were just doing the press stuff for the December card. And for some reason, I thought there was a fight this weekend on Friday. So if I would have known, I would have shifted gears into the game bread. But I didn't I didn't get to watch. But I do see. I think it's up free on YouTube. I think I saw they have that on uh, availability there. So. I watch that. See, I don't see you can watch that whole sporting event. A lot of blood, bare knuckles, but it's fine. But if I show street fight, it's bad. All right. All right. But yeah, I watched the uh, 295. It was not the 295 we wanted, it was not the Jones Stipe. We were robbed of that. But we did get to watch some big boys clash and. That was good. Uh, first, early prelims. There were some good fights in the early prelims. When did I jump in? I didn't uh, start watching. I saw. I watched the, uh, the Joshua Van and the Kevin Borjas. And Borjas started off really fast. <laughs> and he was looking like he was going to overwhelm Van. But Van kept coming forward and pushed back. Got the decision. Uh, the Kang and Castaneda was okay. Could have been a little more action-packed. Um, finishing off the early prelims was a really good fight. Was the Mark Mazden and Jared Gordon? This was a big win for Jared Gordon. Uh, Mazden was doing some nice work, uh, punching his way into the clinch, and then doing a lot of dirty boxing, pulling on the head, throwing good knees to the body. He was doing good work. Uh, I think he had a little bit of an edge for a moment, but then uh, Gordon was able to uh, turn the tide and put him out at the end of the first round. That was a big win for Gordon. He's tough. 
Madsen is. He's, he's 39. He's getting up there, though. Uh, what do we have next? Roosevelt Roberts and Matthias Rebekchik. Rebekchik, I think. Respectic, the Rebekchik. He, uh, a nice little arm bar. You can see that like, it looked like there was going to be a problem because Robert had some length. He was a pretty tall, lightweight. But he ended up getting arm barred with them big long arms. Godinez, the decision win. Ursic and Costa was a really good fight. Ursic was very uh, slick, landing good punches, but Costa just had the power, and he he was threatening to steal that fight with some big shots. Yeah. Tad, there's a stupid name. It says, Gamebred was great until the main event, really. So just, that was just kind of a ho-hum. Um, it was kind of the same with the last event, wasn't it? The main event was kind of slow. Stephen Bradley Jones says, Van solved the reach mismatch. I think uh, dude got really tired too, man. Borjas, he was throwing some bombs in the first round. He was throwing some really hard punches, and I think he just gassed a little bit. And then his punches started coming out real slow, very much delayed compared to the first round. What's up, Vanguard? Good to see you, man. All right, all right, all right. Uh, back to the preliminary card. Yeah, that was Erzik. Main card. Uh, this Lopez kid. What do you guys think of the Lopez kid? He's pretty explosive. Looks pretty, pretty, pretty well skilled. But you can never, man, it's always hard to tell because how much the system is gamed, how much the system is gamed. Oh, man. You guys. Let me see if I can find this. So, uh, somebody sent this. Yeah. <clears throat> there's out of the <laughs> out of the 12 fights, there's eight, eight people. Eight people from the 12 fights were from one management company. That, uh, what, Iridum? Isn't that, uh, I don't know, a little bit of favoritism to certain management people? They got other fighters who have had more fights and uh, are more well-known but can't get fights because they keep giving the fights to the Iridum people, the people that they're buddy-buddy they're with. Yeah, Floyd, <laughs> pretty pretty boy, Glory. Uh, 
yeah. He says, the second time I missed the fights, I'm so busy. Do you feel like your entire day is always booked with stuff to do? Yeah, it feels like it's never ending. It's always something. Try to take little breaks here and there, but it's always, especially when you work for yourself, man, it's never ending. It's kind of easier to have a boss because they just tell you what to do and you just have to do it for a certain amount of time and then leave. When you're your own boss, you got to make yourself work all the time. Nope. Uh, I just got my coffee tonight. Just coffee tonight. Right? And then a lot, 8 to 12 fights. So that's eight, 8 people out of 24 people. You said it, man. Andrew Keane isn't, he says, isn't the managers scummy? Like they manage multiple guys in divisions and their own guys fight each other. It's wild, man. Like they literally have companies that have hundreds, hundreds of guys. You cannot do what's best for each guy individually. You cannot do their fiduciary responsibility with when you're managing that many people. It's not. You can't. Uh, there are limits. Other sports have limits. How many managers, how many athletes a manager can have? That's what's needed. That's a that's another uh, aspect of the monopoly. Other things get monopolized. You end up monopolizing anything from the top down. I don't know if. Uh, Brian Adela, uh is asking if Justin Dinadora is still fighting. I don't know if he's still fighting. I haven't seen. I haven't, I haven't been down since the boy, older boys started playing school sports. Like, I don't get down to AKA for the jiu-jitsu as much anymore because they're just busy. I can't get them. Can't wear them out too much. And then some of the days, uh, instead of driving down there when, when they don't have practice or something, I, I do stuff in the garage. We have them lift or I... Show them a little something, hold mitts for them. Get it in the garage. Um, so, yeah, man, Diego Lopez, Pat Sabatini, Lopez, monster. Explosive guy, takes big risks, but uh, keeps himself out of danger pretty good. Next, uh, lightweight fight. Frivola. In Benoit Saint-Denis. Benoit Saint-Denis. And this kid is explosive. He's a fireball. What's he been, what's he doing? He's got he's gotta win over Miranda. Miranda, Gabriel Miranda. Stoles. It's a pretty quick fights finish. Oh, he lost to Dos Santos. I see, I see. Oh, he is on a roll right now. Um, I remember the last fight he looked really good too. So, what's next for him at lightweight? Bigger names. Andrade and Dern. Um, 
I don't know, man. When you're that good on the ground, I don't understand how people, you don't get good at um, closing the distance and forcing the clinch. You know, like don't, don't just spend all your money, all your, all your time and energy on learning how just to box and do stand up better. Like you got to learn how to use the stand up to get inside and use what you're good at. I don't know. It's just always, it's always been weird to me for really good jujitsu players to not be able to cross that distance. They can't go from striking to, to the hips to takedown. They end up always diving and having terrible posture. It's frustrating. Boom. Gloy, what's up, dude? With the big super chat, $49.99. Donation support the content, Fitch Smash. Ooh, you see it, guys. Get it done. Not getting help from the algorithm. Need help from you guys. Stephen Bradley Jones, talking about the manager still, saying, similar to how actors get shelved by their talent agencies, they sign someone in a similar category to prevent them from competing with their favorite performer. Yeah. That's part of the scheme, part of the monopoly scheme we're we're suing about. Because... um, part of them maintaining long-term contracts with so many guys is is not because they want to keep all of these guys working. It's because they want to make sure no one else takes them. So they can't work anywhere else. They're, they're like suffocating the market so that they can maintain their, uh, their dominance. They're preventing competition. They're literally pre- preventing other pr- promotions from competing by stopping the athletes from competing. Um, Michael's saying the NFL concussion lawsuit, the NFL paid the damages, but the settlement stated players after that lawsuit can't sue them. Can your UFC go this way as well? Basically, you uh, first guys get money and nobody else. Well, uh, part of the um, the damages would be the structural changes to the uh the uh, um business model right so damages recovered are for lost wages to the fighters but then they're also pushing for um business model change we need it to be more of a free market Um, but yeah, Dern, she landed a couple good punches, but her stand-up is just not, I don't think she's ever going to be that, like, clean of a stand-up fighter. She just needs to focus on 
using stand-up to get inside and use the wrestling. Then the co-main. This was big. This was big. I was looking forward to this one, and I got to admit, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I was wrong. I thought that Sergi was just too big, too bad um, for anybody, and I was wrong. Tom Aspinall is a big, strong guy, moves really well. Um, I'm a... I'm a believer. I'm starting to be a believer. He seems very capable. He moves very well. Uh, we have to calm down a little bit with the comments on moves like a welterweight. Wow, he's, he's that big. He moves like no, he doesn't. He he's he moves crazy good, crazy big. He moves like a middle linebacker is supposed to move, and um, very very dangerous. I can see him being very dangerous for a lot of people. Uh, I'm on the, I'm on the Aspinall wagon. I want to see him bigger fights. Let's see how he does against John Jones. Let's do it. See him fight Stipe. Because Sergi's big, man. Sergi's big, strong guy. He's not as smooth and as athletic as Aspinall, though. So that speed... That speed, I think, is too much. Sergi's always got that power. If he does touch you, he, I think he's always going to have that power to, to maybe win, but I don't know, man. Espinal, that looked really good. He looked really good in that fight. That was, uh, that was an excellent performance. Tom Espinal's got a lot of quick fights, too. Let's do, let's look it up. I'm going to look it up. It'd be Taburia earlier in the year. First round knockout. He lost to Curtis Blades. Okay. Knocked out 15 seconds. Round one. That's, that's what. If he cannot get knocked out in 15 seconds, there's a pretty good chance. All right. All right. See, that's, man, Tom Aspinall, Curtis Blades. Who's Blades fighting next? What's his next fight? Has he been injured or something? Because that guy, he seems highly capable of disrupting some things at heavyweight and beating some people. I don't feel like I've seen him in a minute. Kyle Wells chiming in saying Blades had to pull out of the Almeida fight. Oh, okay. So Derek Lewis was a, a fill-in. He was filling in for that. Maybe that's why he didn't really care about trying to get up. <laughs> See, I'm just filling in, man. Let me up. Oh, that's right. I remember. I remember. Petridge Fobbs members. Todd Durden's interpretive name says uh, the loss to Blaylids was an Aspinall knee injury. That's right. He, like, threw the kick or got kicked funny. Fell down. Yeah. 
Yeah, Gloy saying, are you going to be at Todd Duffy's BKF fight in December? I don't know, man. Um, I may have to be somewhere else in December. Uh, so I don't know if I can do both. And I'm still, I still got to find somebody to uh, watch my dog. I got to find a place for my dog because I got a big dog. And uh, I need to find somebody to, to babysit him and walk him or something. But, yeah. Because I was taking him to this one place. There was pretty good. It's this waggly place. But then uh, it burnt. <laughs> it started off, the, this place next to it started on fire. So now the waggly place closed down. But I don't know. It's in like Utah. Might be interesting to go peek around. Yeah, Andrew, we're gonna we're gonna look at that. We're gonna look at that, Andrew. You uh, saying thoughts on the Red Pill streamer Zerka versus his street fight? That was crazy. Uh, yeah, we can after we kind of talk about everything. We got some time. Kind of rolling through the fights fast. All right, all right, what happened? All right, the last fight. Jerry Prochaska and Alex Pereira. It was going pretty well. It was going pretty well. I think um, they both had good moments. First round was close. I had Jerry slightly ahead. Um, and then second round, they both had landed some decent punches. Jerry looked like he... Had uh, Pereira hurt for a minute. And I don't know if that got him running in a little bit. And then he got caught with that double bink. And um, I don't know. That stoppage was a little stop. was a little fast. It was a little fast. He, he fell back into mount, but the momentum hadn't really stopped. I don't know if he would have recovered, but it wasn't satisfying. That's all I'm saying. It wasn't satisfying. It wasn't a satisfying end when the guy still is rolling, rolling around and standing up afterwards. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought, too. Tyler Stupidine says, I thought it was a bit quick of a stoppage for a title fight. You're right. They they've been needing a British champion for a while, and they got to keep the Brazilians, you know, coming to the show. They got to keep it popular enough for the um, networks that they cut they cut deals with to re-sign them. If they don't have enough people watching, then they may lose those deals. Because if nobody in their country is paying attention to the sport or is paying attention to that company. Why, why are they going to fork out millions of dollars? Yeah, they push them hard. They need they need somebody. It's a big, big market, big money, <clears throat> lots of deals.
Uh, I don't know, Kyle. Kyle's saying, do you think referees maybe fear getting the Mario Yamazaki treatment if they're late on stoppage and thus have tendency to stop arguably too soon? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think whatever favors the promoter, whatever favors the promoter, maybe uh, they weren't calling enough of the of the of the ones they wanted to fast enough. I don't know, man. I don't I don't trust anything. It's been a monopoly for over a decade. They've had absolute control of everything from the top down. Management companies, the press, sponsors. They're they're in charge. Like they, they give the rankings, they give the titles, they make the titles up, they create new titles when they need to sell shows. They control ascension. Like they control the hype. It's it's like hard not to look at it as just another type of pro wrestling. I don't, I don't, I don't uh, hate Mike Perry at all. He's entertaining. He's funny. He seems pretty kind of genuine, right? He doesn't feel. I don't feel like he's trying to like fake it. I think he's kind of genuinely just the kind of a meathead, which is fine. Um, reminds me a lot of what Phil what Phil used to be like, Phil Baroni back in the day. Yeah, when he won last night, they were acting like the the new queen was crowned or something. <laughs> you know, like I, had, I think they had they showed a tear on Bisbing's fake eye, glass eye, come down. <laughs> they all saying God swing, God save the queen or something. But I like I like yeah man Mike Perry find Mike Perry I don't I don't uh, I don't mind him he's goofy like I don't think he's faking it I think he's being genuine with his goofiness which is fine I like strong personalities it's fun to watch like his goofy you know like however you feel about that personality like he's not really like doing anything shitty to anybody you know he's not he's not being a anybody he's just I don't know I don't know just abrasive but it's gonna be a fun fight he, he seems like he's made for bare knuckles he's got that he's got that mindset so uh, I got no problem with my Perry but yeah, uh, man, Pereira, he's tough, definitely. But who's the best wrestler in light heavyweight? Who's the best wrestler? Which guy can actually wrestle? Jen? Is Jen the only guy that can wrestle? He's not even a wrestler, is he? That's my, that's my issue. You have... 
Pereira, yeah, great. He was, you know, good in kickboxing. He won titles in glory. Okay, fine. He had a win over Izzy back in the day in kickboxing, and then he comes out and beats him at 185. But we've talked about this on a show before. You put, like, Bo Nickel in there, and I think he beats both of them. He takes them both down at will. And uh, I just think the incentives, how they're weighted in, in, in the UFC, the, the emphasis put on stand and bang over the best possible skill set to finish a fight quickly, um, I think there's a lot of overranked guys because they just keep putting stand-up guys against other stand-up guys. So a, a tactic Joe Silva kind of came up with a long time ago. Guys that were grappling heavy, they'd match them together early and make a bunch of the grappling guys fight each other early so that they could get rid of the grappling heavy guys and give them losses. And they'd give gimme fights to the stand-up guys they wanted to push. Man, yeah, yeah, that's that is good, but at the same time, I want I want Bo to have ten fights before he goes that big because he's not getting paid much. He needs to win more fights to get his his pay numbers up. He needs a little more mat time and experience, and then he needs time to start building his um, fan base up even more. And he's just. Take it slow. Don't don't run too fast and pop your pop your nut too soon. Just because there are guys in that top pool that you can fight and win and beat. Um I think you gotta take the slow, slow it down a little bit. Make sure your skill set gets to the point where it needs to be. And then when you get there, you're going to be there for a long time. Yep, there's a formula. They wanted that Russian, uh, Russian eyeballs. That was a big, huge group of people. Spidey Sense saying, if the UFC disliked Grapple so much, why did they love Khabib like they did? He brought a huge amount of hype. Oh, shit, shit ton of fans. A lot of Muslim fans, a lot of people from Russia. Huge numbers for him. And Khabib had a finishing style. He would outgrapple you, but he did damage, and then he put you away. More, more often than not. So I think... Um, and I don't think they liked him, but I don't think there was anything they could do because they still have to like have the spectacle of sport on some level, you know, and, um, when he's that, <laughs> that dominant, you know, like they didn't really want to give me 
the shots they gave me, but I just kept winning. Same thing. Yeah, I think that's correct. I think they did want Connor to be Khabib. I think they're really hoping. All right, guys. So that's the uh, so UFC 250, 295. <coughs> Brendan Allen and Paul Craig. Next fight night, November 18th, next weekend. Morales, Matthews. Chase Hooper and Levitt, Talbot, Aguirre, Rebus, Pinheiro, Medich, and Parsons. I don't know if I know all these names. A lot of uh, a lot of noobs, a lot of noobs, a lot of noobs. Oh, excuse me. You got Sean Tobin over here on Rockfin. Even some comments. We're reading through these. <clears throat> Sean says, uh, this pay-per-view was stingy on offerings. UFC doesn't build up fighters, but uses them in a what have you done, earned for me lately kind of way. Exactly. <clears throat> uh, such an example would be Tony Ferguson. Long fight win streak, but now just an offering for Patty, the talentless <laughs> pimple cake. Patty wants uh, journalists to pay him for his interviews. What a joke. What are your thoughts on the matter? Well, uh, honestly, I, I don't have a problem with that because these journalists are trying to they're they're part of the vampire system, man. Everybody everybody uh, is a pimp, and the fighters are the, the hoes, right? The journalists are the pimps because they'll they'll go and talk to every fighter for as long as they need to, and keep making money off of interviews, and and uh, the fighters reaches his expiration time and he's done. Well, they get to keep doing what they're doing, so they don't have any type of loyalty, whatever, to the fighters in any way. And they don't even have any loyalty towards just telling the truth. They work for the promoter. It's PR. If you don't write your stories in favor of the promoter, you're not going to get enough attention to make any money. They will um, they will have removed press passes from people, removed access to fighters before. You know, when you have a, a management company who has hundreds of people being represented, it's pretty easy for that management company to pass 
word down to everybody that hey don't talk to this establishment don't talk to this journalist anymore so they have to play ball there are some out there that will you know put their nuts on the line and and <laughs> do it out of love and not make any money on it and have to work work in other ways to make money they're out there but they it's it's a hard road for them so for patty to be like you know what you guys are going to profit off of off the questions you ask me and you're not necessarily going to write a nice story about me you might not necessarily hype me up you might uh talk smack about me you know why should i allow you to make money off of my name that's that's uh, a little bit of how i feel about some of that these days especially when you have access to all the social media he can he can he can just do live streams he can do um whatever the ig like live thing he can do that and ask questions straight from his phone once a day why does he need to talk to the press if he can control the media that's coming out he can hire his own press agents if he's making enough money right now he can send out emails <clears throat> even maybe uh text messages hey this is patty pimlet don't forget to get some of your own super english toothpaste it's what I like to keep my teeth pearly white. <sighs> mm, Spidey Sense says BKF seems pure now, but with money always comes corruption. We'll see. I mean, yeah, man, I hope they keep. Hope they keep uh, putting up a good show. All right, guys. So, what else did we have? We had a little piece from Strong Strickland that I wanted to share with you guys. All right. I don't know if you guys. Sean said, has been saying some interesting things. And he made a comment on women's MMA. What, what, I want to see what you guys think about what he says. Because I've, I've made my opinion to you guys before about, you know, I, smaller fights I'm not that interested in. I'm not even interested that much in the 125, 135, 145 fights as much. Now, of course, I would rather watch any fight at all than any other sport. I'd rather watch fighting or wrestling or jiu-jitsu, boxing, Muay Thai. I'd always watch some kind of combat sport. I'm always, I'd rather watch that. That's always number one choice. I'd rather watch that than football or, I don't know, something else, race car driving. I want to watch people combat, fight, hands on hands, and getting after it. So if you're like, oh, we got, you know, a, a night of 10 girl fights, or you can watch the NBA game, I'm like, all right, man, let me see what the girl fights are about. I'm all about it, all right? But at the same time, 
if there's you're like well there's a nba game there's a 10 10 fights of girl fights or there's over here there's 10 fights of guy fights which one you want to watch i'm like well, i'm probably gonna watch the 10 guys fight that's just because that's where i feel like the competition level or the biggest knockouts the biggest exhibition of strength and power are going to come from is that is that a bad thing is that making bad someone share sean and uh, valentina i think are going back and forth on their uh instagram or somewhere else maybe their twitter can you see? I hope you guys can see. All right. Uh, she's uh, quote tweeting Strickland. Strickland says, Paige Van Zandt said she made more money on OnlyFans in 24 hours than she did in the UFC. Let's unpack. One, you were signed because you're hot. Two, women's MMA is lame. Then Valentina chimes in saying, interesting unpack here. That looks more like an offended kid who got less money in his entire fighting career than female fighters do. Good try. Maybe UFC will see that and add some cash to your purse next time. But for now, naked as you are. <laughs> and then Strickland chimes back with Valentina. You lost to a girl who pearls guard. You look like you learned striking from a YouTube video. Laugh my ass off, female MMA. It's like watching children fight. It's fun, but we all know it's trash. You only have a job because you know when to put heels on and take off your clothes. <laughs> That's uh, Strickland with his back and forth with Trinko. How big of fans are you guys of the girl, the girl fights? You know, they're, they're on. I watch them because they're on. But we don't really have a choice because they're just on. Virgin Taker 96 says, I don't think anyone here watches WNBA. I don't know if anybody watches WNBA. But I mean, I don't, it, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be able to play. They shouldn't have WNBA. I'm just not that interested in watching it. And I think it's interesting how some of the cards are set up and it's just you're kind of force fed what you have to watch. And I, I hear what you're saying, Kyle. Nobody's saying not disagreeing. It says the Grasso Schwenko fights are actually pretty good and competitive, which is a bit of change of pace from WMMA, which often huge disparities of skill between fighters, even in title fights. Yeah, you're not wrong. There's there's also, there's great fights. There's great fights. Not saying that at all. But at the same time, I don't know. There are great ones. They're fun. But I want to watch the ten heavyweights fight. <laughs> See, I want to watch the heavyweights. You could watch Gophers fight versus Grizzly Bears. You're watching the Gophers or the Grizzly Bears. I'm watching the Grizzly Bears. 
<laughs> I hope that makes sense. All right, guys. You don't like heavyweight? Heavyweight is boring? Nah. It's never boring when, when there's two monsters throwing down two giant seals smashing into each other in the middle of a cage. <laughs> Go for a throw down hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <sighs> Spidey says says heavyweight women's MMA happens every other day in Walmart. Oh. What are the next big fights? Darush coming up. Sarukian and Hooker coming back. Bobby Green, okay. Figueiredo and Rob Font. Gusselson's finally going to come back. Kevin Gusselson's been gone forever. Sean Brady. So we'll see how many of those fights fall off. Clay Guida coming back. All righty. <laughs> and oh wow, man. Go Clay, go. Okay, so we got some we got some fights lined up. Have any other what's the biggest thing? Song Yadon Gutierrez, two ninety six. Okay, Edwards and Colby. That's the big one coming up, huh? Rachmaninoff and Thompson. Okay, see if that monster can handle the old man. So we have uh, Bare Knuckles, I believe, next Friday on the 17th. And the big card is December 2nd. So I'll look here. Let's see if I can see the uh, the dates. Number seventeenth, Dimitrov, Sally Zakov. November eighteenth, Steve Warren. December second, Perry Alvarez, Rothwell, Duffy, Todd Duffy. Gonna be throwing down the bare knuckles. Stuart Davis. Davis has done a lot of work. All right, man. 
So it's going to be a double header weekend. Is that what's up? The 17th, Bulgaria and England. So these are going to be what, like early ass fights? Man, going to mess up my sleep day. I'm going to have to figure out what time they're playing on. Nice. Thank you very much, Ashley. Appreciate you. This was uh, Alan Belcher versus Ray Nelson. Wasn't that the uh, that was the uh, game bread fights last night, I believe, or Friday night? I think you can find it on. Um, YouTube, I think. Oh. Right, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. I'm pretty sure. I saw a thing for it. Quiet. I think, yeah, two days ago, yep. Was it a press conference? Oh, never mind. Oh, no. Yeah. This is, uh, that's real. <laughs> yeah, guys. So it's, uh, it is available. It's, you can watch, you can watch. The replay. I'm going to put the thing in here. There's the replay. Yeah. JDS and Verdum fought in Game Bread. It's kind of slow. They're giving each other a lot of respect. I think they didn't like the feeling of the knuckles in the face. <laughs> But yeah, they uh, a lot of times it's free. I think you can watch the old ones. I don't know how long this one's gonna be up, but it's up now. Some of these guys are the bare knuckle guys and bare knuckle boxing too. They do it both. That's wild, man. <laughs> oh man, I don't think I can show Hector Lombard. All right, Lombard and Sorrow.
Oh man. I think uh it might be worth taking a peek at that guys. I don't know. I just was looking at a couple seconds of it. <laughs> and uh oh, man, it's something else. Getting back to that NHB stuff. I saw I saw it. Oh, okay. All right, guys. Um my dog's barking. He's told me it's enough. You gotta get going. Uh, but yeah, guys. Oh wait, we forgot. Oh, we're not done. We're not done. We gotta go look at this. We gotta look at this, huh? We're gonna look at it quick because I'm gonna break this down in more detail. Um, on my learn to fight video uh, live stream, Tamura. But this nonsense. We talked about this uh, on Rule Zero the other day where this guy is, this guy Zerka. I don't really know him other than he's loud and yells at, at uh, OnlyFans girls who are drinking White Claws. <laughs> I don't know much about him. But uh, they're saying he always claims to be a tough guy. And he shows up to this fight. He shows up trying to pick a fight with this guy. He's wearing a rash guard. Looks like he put on his his gym fight shorts. And then he's got, like, gloves, like lifting gloves. They're either lifting gloves or, like, the gel wraps that you put on your hand before you put your gloves on and hit the bag. And uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll just uh, – uh, I don't need the sound. I'm only watch this once, I guess. Oh, let's see what I love. There we go. He's got a much smaller guy than him. Yeah, he's much more composed. I don't think he's ever fought. He threw a terrible punch. His terrible stance. He's got no base. Falls down, doesn't know how to fall. It lands on his head. Posture stabbed, <laughs> dropped again. This is just, this is bad. He's able to roll and get on top. But this is, uh, this is wild. This is somebody who's never wrestled, never grappled, never fought, never thrown a punch. I don't think he's even really been hit before. This is just all clout chasing, right? Kind of set up garbage, you think? All right, that's enough. I'm going to go into it. <laughs> I'm going to go into it uh, more detail tomorrow. I think, um, yeah, it's zero, zero experience. The other guy looked like he had way more fight experience. Like he just had older brothers or something throw him around or wrestle with him. Zerka. Did not give me that feeling. Yeah, like what? What is he doing? Vanguard saying, "Ha ha! I saw this. He has gloves on." Like what? <laughs> zero, zero, zero. Rip hip radar awareness. Very, very well put. 
Oh, man. All right, guys. I got to get going. I think that was uh, that's our time. That's our time. Fights. Uh, I'm I'm uh, on board Team Aspinall. I think he's he's probably the best. I'll say he looks like he's probably the best English fighter besides Lee Murray. He's he looking like the best. So um, they finally got a good, they got a good solid representative from England. Go England. But yeah, he looked good. He moved well. Sergi's a monster too. So uh, it'll be interesting. See what happens with Sergi next. Hopefully he recovers because he's too big. He's too big to get a uh, gun shy. Yeah, way too big. Um, yeah, guys. Uh, if you uh, want to not look like the Zerka guy who learn how to fight, there's programs in the description below. Learn how to fight, guys. I've got a couple uh, self-defense courses. One is free. It's an intro to practical self-defense. And then, um, which actually some of this would have helped because there's a time he kind of was fighting there, fighting for inside hand position. Right? That can be a useful tool for the intro to practical self-defense that we would, they would use in here. Um, and then practical self-defense, he definitely would have, they both would have been able to dominate if the other one would have had some hand fighting knowledge from that program. So don't look like this, guys. Don't look like one of these these chumps. All right. All right, bros. Good. Uh, good talking with y'all. I'll check y'all later. <laughs>